Clear out the old. I'm going to say that again. Clear out the old. Say that with me. Clear out the old. You see, he wants us to clear out old mindsets. Old way of thinking. He wants us to clear out the old way of speaking. Amen. Because we're so conditioned by this pandemic that we're starting to speak constantly about this pandemic. Clear out the old way of speaking. Clear out the old cycles. The old way of doing things. It's time to declutter your life. Why do you need to do that, family? Because it's time to make room for the new. You should have grabbed that with the hand of faith and pulled it down from heaven. I said it's time to make room for the new. You know, if we're moving into a new house and you get to that new house and you find the previous tenant's furniture is still in that house, will you be able to get into that house? Of course not. They need to make room for the new by taking out the old. Amen? So we need to do that in our lives. Say, I need to make room for the new. The Bible tells us in Leviticus 26.10, and you know, this is um, my foundational scripture. It says, the B portion, it says, and I'm reading from the Amplified, and clear out the old to make room for the new. Clear out the old to make room for the new. We've just had a seasonal change. Do you agree with me? We came from winter and we're now in spring. And in the beginning of, you know, of spring, it was still cold. There was still cloudy. There was, it was dark. But the season was still spring. The season still changed. So despite what's happening around you, what you see in your environment, what's happening around us, we need to know that God is saying, make room for the new. It's not dependent on your circumstance. It's not dependent on the environment. It's not dependent on what's happening around you. It's what God is telling you in his word. You see, we're going to get some things accomplished today. I'm not leaving here. You're going to get hold of what you need to get hold. And you're going to get hold of the new that God has for you for each and every one of you. Say, I'm done with the old. I am done with anything that has to do with the old. The Lord is saying, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? You need to grab this word, you know. You need to grab this prophetic word for your life. Whatever you believe in God for. You see, the Bible tells us that you and I are a new creation. When we get born again, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that the old has gone and the new is here. Therefore, if anyone in, is in Christ, he is a new creation. Amen. Say that I am a new creation. So sometimes as believers, you know, in life, we get accustomed to so many things and we take this for granted. Amen. We forget how blessed we are. We become familiar with our surroundings, with our blessings, with what the word says. But I'm here to remind you that you are a new creation. And guess what, family? A new creation which is born into a new, unshakable kingdom. The Bible says we are not of this world. We are part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. 
you should be cheering much louder than that. Come on, guys. You are part of a kingdom that is unshakable. No pandemic can shake the kingdom of God. Amen. I said it before. There is no crisis in heaven. And you and I are part of that kingdom. Amen. And we're going to tap into some things today. You see, if the devil has been reminding you of your past, you need to tell him something. I don't live there anymore. How many of you have moved homes or moved jobs? If I go looking for you at that old job, will I find you there? Definitely not. You need to remind the devil that I don't live there anymore. Amen. Say that with me. I don't live there anymore. I'm here to remind you that I have a new address. Amen. I'm here to declare, family, that there's new seasons on your life. New anointing, new glory, new fresh relationships with the Holy Spirit, new ideas. You need to grab it. I can't do it for you. Only believe. That's what the word says. You need to grab it with the arm of faith right now. Amen. New ideas, new opportunities, new businesses, new finances, new miracles, new breakthroughs, new contracts, new strategies, new buildings, new cars, new trucks, new homes, new ministries, new babies for those who are married. For some of you, it's a new beginning. You need to take hold of this. A new beginning. Say this, new, new, new in every area of my life. Amen. It's time to spring clean, family. We need to spring clean. You know, my wife, she loves cleaning. So every season when it's time, you know, spring cleaning, when there's a season, that's my alarm. Sorry. You know, the Bible tells us that we are new creations. So whenever a new season comes, what happens? My wife starts cleaning the house. She starts taking out the summer clothing, changing the winter clothing. And she says, it's time to spring clean. We need to do that in our lives, family. It's time to step out of the old ways. Step out of the old ways. Let's do that right now. Everyone stand up. Stand up. What do we need to do to step into the new? If I want to get from point A to B, what do I need to do? I need to take the first step. So let's do that right now. Say, I am stepping out of the old and stepping in to the new, the new season in my life. Every new thing that God has for me, I am stepping into it right now in Jesus' name. Neighbor, excuse me, move out of my way. I'm expanding. I'm stepping out of, out of the old into the new. Amen? You see, we need to get unstuck. You may be seated, family. We need to be unstuck from some of the old things. We are too focused on this virus, family. And it literally feels like everything is on pause. That's all we talk about. If we put on the news, that's all we hear about. Everywhere we go, we need to become unstuck. Say that, unstuck. You see, it's time for us to shine, family. Romans 8, 19 tells us that the whole world is waiting for us, for you and I, for the church. They're waiting for eager, in eager expectation for the church to arise. Why do we need to arise? We need to show them how to get out of hopelessness and impossibility because that's everywhere around us. Everywhere we look is impossible. Can someone maybe just remove my bag, please? Everywhere we go... You know, we look around, there's hopelessness and impossibility. We need to be the light 
that shines and show them. We need to show them the way. Amen. They're looking around. They're looking everywhere around us. But we as the church need to stand up. That alarm, guys. Sorry. And we need to show them that there's a way out of impossibility, out of hopelessness. Amen. Amen. Revelations 21 verse 5, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says, and God enthroned spoke to me and said, consider this. I am making everything to be new and fresh. I am making everything to be new and fresh. Write down at once all that I've told you because each word is trustworthy and dependable. Amen. He says, I'm making everything new and fresh. Amen. I'm coming out of the fire without the smell of smoke. I'm coming out of the fire without the smell of smoke. New miracles, family. New signs and wonders. We serve a wonder-working God. That is what we should be loving. We should be walking in the supernatural 24-7. That's the God we serve. That's the life that we've been called to. We should be walking in miracles 24-7. Amen? New divine supernatural manifestations in your life. New organs in your body. New lungs. New heart. New kidneys. In Jesus' name. Unexpected breakthroughs. Amen. New supernatural strength. New purpose. New vision and dreams. New faith. New peace which surpasses all understanding and joy unspeakable family. New members in the church. Souls in the kingdom of God. Souls in the kingdom of God. You see, family, the Bible tells us that you cannot put new wine into old wineskins. Amen? You cannot put new wine into old wineskins. The Bible tells us in Matthew 9, and I'm just going to read a portion of verse 16 and 7. It says, neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst and the wine will run out. And the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. And both are preserved. You see, you cannot pour new wine into old wineskins. You will not receive the new if you're trying to obtain it with your old mindset. With your old way of speaking. With your old way of thinking. Family, if we want to experience the new that God has for us. We have to elevate our prayer life. We have to elevate our faith life. We have to elevate our love walk. It's time to step into your new that God has for you. Now some of you are sitting here and you might still be missing this prophetic utterances. You need to grab hold of it. You see the devil doesn't want this word to go out. He doesn't want you to receive this word. Amen. You need to grab it. You need to grab it. The Bible says only believe. According to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, be it unto you. Some of us might not be getting it because we're stuck in our old ways. And that is because we try and figure out how things are going to happen. We try and figure out plan A, plan B, plan C. How is this going to happen? How is that going to happen? How is God going to do it? That's not your job, family. 
that is not your job. God brought me out as a young boy from abject poverty with no electricity, living in a house, going to school with no food. God raised me up and brought me out of that life, a life of religion where I was so confused by religion. He brought me out of that and he brought me into the kingdom of light as a new creation and broke that curse of poverty over my life because that's the God we serve. I remember clearly, family, sitting as a young boy, 11 years old, trying to figure out how are you going to get me out of this, crying out to God, how are you going to do this, Lord? Look at my situation, look at my circumstance, look at where I am. My family lost everything. Great businessmen lost everything, my dad. We were in abject poverty and I remember sitting there thinking, how are you going to do this, Lord? Stop trying to figure out how God is going to do what he said he's going to do. If God says he's giving you a new season, then you need to trust, you need to believe, you need to confess, and you need to know that his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. His ways are higher than your ways, family. He can do it in an instant. We serve a suddenly God. They were in prison. Paul and Silas, and what happened? Suddenly, suddenly the gates broke open. That's the God we serve. Amen. So stop trying to figure how God is going to do things, how, how things are going to happen. How are we going to pay our bills? How are we going to get to point A? What is going to happen? That is not what God wants you to do. Amen. You see in that scripture above where I spoke about in Matthew about the old wineskins. God is telling them something so specific or Jesus is telling them something very specific. He spoke in parables and he wanted them to get this point. He's saying essentially is he's about to do something completely new. That's what he's saying. He's, you know, he's saying if John or any one of them were trying to you know, make sense of it, through the lens of expectation or regulation, they were going to miss the most amazing thing that he was doing. He was coming to save the world. And he was saying to them, if you continue to look through the lens of expectation of old ways, of old regulations, you are going to miss everything that I've come to do. Amen. So we must stop trying to figure out everything with our natural mind. You will never be able to figure it out, family. God's way of thinking and his way of doing things is far above human intellect or sense. You see, it doesn't have to make sense. It only has to make faith. I'm going to say it again. It does not have to make sense. It only has to make faith. Amen. There is such a profound scripture in Isaiah 43 from verse 15 to 19, and I'm going to break it down because this is such a powerful scripture. He says in verse 15, I am the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, the Creator, your King. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters. You see, family, the Lord is removing barriers right now. Whatever is blocking you, whatever is blocking your destiny, any hindrance that is placed before you to the new or you accessing the new, the Lord, I decree, is removing it right now. That's what he said. He made a way through the sea. 
a path through the mighty waters. He's removing the barriers. Whatever was blocking their way, whatever hindrance there was, he's removing it right now. Who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and the reinforcements together. You see, we have reinforcements, family. Sometimes you might think you're standing all alone. You are weak, you are alone. You have reinforcements assisting you. The whole of heaven is backing you, child of God. Your weapons of warfare are not carnal. You should be screaming much louder than that. Your weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. Get off that low-level battlefield, family. Stop, you know, battling on that low level. Elevate your battle strategy. Elevate your battle strategy. You are in authority. You might feel like you're slipping or you're losing the battle, and that's, you know, in the world we're facing, that happens. We might feel alone. We might feel like we, we have no strength to continue. But guess what? He says that his strength is made perfect in your weakness. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. You don't have to depend on your strength. He's not asking you to depend on your strength, family. But his strength. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, not your might. Does that scripture say be strong in your might? Definitely not. Be strong in the power of his might. Be supernaturally infused with the strength of the Lord. Isn't that powerful? And this is one of my favorites. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. If there's nothing else you can do, family, if everything is physically drained out of you, you just need to stand. That's all you need to do is stand, family, and lift your hands up to the King of Kings, and you need to praise and worship him and watch, you know, proclaim the victory. Amen? Verse 18 says, forget the former things. Forget the former things. Yesterday is in the past, family. Two years ago is in the past. Whatever somebody did to you, leave it in the past. Forget the former things. You can't move forward if you keep looking back. Amen. Leave the old things behind. From this day forward, you are walking in a new season of your life. In every area of your life. So stop dwelling on the past. Sometimes the old is also our comfort zones. It's so comfortable in that comfort zone. It's so nice. It's so peaceful. You know, I can sit here and do nothing and just let everything happen around me. God is calling me to serve, but I just sit in the seat. God is calling me to do something new. God is calling me to start the business, but it's so comfortable right here in my comfort zone. That happens, family. I'm preaching to myself right now as well. Sometimes the old is also your comfort zone. We need to get out of the comfort zone if God is calling you to a higher new level. More often than not, the new level is outside of your comfort zone. If that vision doesn't scare you, then it's not from God. Amen? Verse 19, and this is so powerful. It says, see, I am doing a new thing. See, I am doing a new thing. And guess what it says? Now. Faith is now. It's now. The time zone of faith is now. 
God is doing a, a new thing now. You know, when you start speaking and when you're telling your friend God is doing a new thing, don't say God is doing a new thing next week or I'm waiting for two months, three months at the end of the year. God is doing a new thing now. Amen. Say that God is doing a new thing now. It springs up. Amen. It springs up. Okay, thank you, my enthusiastic. Do you not perceive it? See, family, it's unexpected. It's sudden breakthroughs. It's miracles. He says, I'm making a way in the wilderness. I'm making a way in the wilderness. Guess what? Your dry season is over. This pandemic has drained out of us too much. It is over in Jesus' name. Say that my dry season is over. I'm walking out of the wilderness today. Amen. Look at what it says, family. He goes on to say, and I'm making streams in the wasteland. Family, nothing is impossible for God. You know, I've heard that so many times. But I can't tell you how I much now I believe it because I've seen that nothing is impossible for God. He tells us to only believe. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord has not limited to our thinking. He has unlimited means, unlimited resources to rescue you, to deliver you. Family, we need to look to the Lord and not the world. See, everyone is looking for my uncle to come and save me, my cousin. Who can I phone to get some money from? Who can I? Family, God has got unlimited means and resources to rescue you, to help you. He's your healer. He's your provider. He's your protector. Whatever you need, he says, I am the great I am. Amen. You see, there's no crisis in heaven. And they never run out, family. That's, the key, that's who we are part of, the kingdom that we are part of. You see, Jabez, how many of you know or have heard of Jabez in the Bible? Yes? He was a man who knew that he had limited capacity. And he knew that he would never with his limited mind grasp all that God had for him. So guess what he did? He prayed this prayer. I'm sure you heard this prayer. In 1 Chronicles 4 verse 10, it says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. And this is what he said. He said, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. What is he saying? He's saying, bless me to enlarge my capacity to receive. Stop having a small capacity to receive. Enlarge, pray that prayer, enlarge my capacity to receive. Help me receive the new. And it says, let your hand be with me. And keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And guess what? And it says God granted his request. Let's pray that right now. Say, Lord, you can do better than that. Lord, enlarge my territory. Lord, enlarge my capacity to receive the new. To receive the new that you have in store for me. I receive it right now. I break off the old limitations, the old restrictions, the old mindsets. And I declare that my mind and my heart 
are unveiled to your unlimited riches, glory, favor, and supernatural power. Thank you, Lord, that it floods my innermost being. Thank you, Lord, that I receive your divine might and explosive power working in my life. Thank you, Jesus. I make room for the new. I make room for the new. I clear out the old and I make room for the new. I receive every new thing that God has for my life right now in Jesus' name. From this day forward, I am in a new season of my life. Amen. So I, amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want to do something today. It's something, you know, that the Holy Spirit has laid on my heart. There are three things that you might be believing God for right now. You, there might be more. There might be four, five, six. But I want you to think of the three most important things that you might believe in God. We're all at different places. So I might be believing God for something different. You might be believing God for something different. I want you right now in this atmosphere to think or write down or put on your phone or put somewhere three things right now at this very moment that you are believing God for. You need to do that, family. Whatever you believe in God for, three things. Write it down somewhere, put it on your phone, put it on your tablet. Wherever it is, write down the, the most important things that you are believing God for. Amen? So what defines the new in terms of what you are believing God for? So you need to write it down. Are we done? Are we okay? You need one more minute. Now look at what the word of God says, child of God. And I'm going to read to you from Ephesians 3 verse 20 from the Passion Translation. It says, never doubt God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. So whatever you've written down there, listen to what it says. It says, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. Look at what it says. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request your most unbelievable dream and he will exceed your wildest imagination he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you oh family oh. i'm gonna read it again the word of God in Ephesians 3.20 from the Passion Translation says, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish everything that you're believing for on that list. He, he says, he will, not he might, not he'll think about it. He says he will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. So whatever request you have, he can do more than your greatest request. He can do most unbelievable dream. He can do more than that. And he can exceed your wildest imagination. Get this. It says he will outdo. So no matter what you believe in God for, he will outdo them 
all by his miraculous power which constantly energizes you. That's the God we serve, family. He's a super abundant God. He will do exceedingly far above anything you dream, think, or imagine. He wants to do that for you, family. He says he will do it for you. Amen. He wants to do it. So whatever is on your list, whatever is on that list, he wants to outdo it for you, family. He wants to do far more. The Amplified Bible says he will do super abundantly more infinitely beyond your greatest prayers hopes or dreams he wants to do that for you family whatever you put on that list god can do infinitely immeasurably super abundantly far more than your greatest request your most unbelievable dream and your wildest imagination whatever your highest prayers are whatever your highest desires are thoughts hope or dreams god can outdo them because we can never outdo God, family. Anything you ask for, he can do more and more and more. See, if I'm believing God for one billion rand, he wants to give me 10 billion rand. You see, if I'm believing God for a job, he might want to give you your own company. He want, might want to make you a manager of a multi-million rand corporation. He will outdo them. Amen? Say this with me. I am blessed and rich. Beyond my wildest imagination, I am living in the overflow. I have a surplus of prosperity. I have more than enough. I am blessed beyond measure. My cup is running over. I am furnished in abundance. I have multiple streams of income. My storehouse is full and overflowing. I am increasing more and more in every area of my life. I am a channel to give into God's storehouse. More and more. I am a channel to give into God's storehouse. More and more. The floodgates of heaven are open and blessings are being poured out and there's not room enough to contain it. I declare it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. You see, family, when we seek the kingdom of God first, he will add whatever we need. Amen. That's one of the keys. So today, I'm going to give you another key. And it's just one of the keys that can help us step into the new. We have to do our part. See, God has done his part. He's released the prophetic utterance. Now, he wants us to do our part. Amen. So this is part one of many, many more parts to come, and I know I'll be coming back. So I will have part two, part three, part five, part six. You see, many people are trying to reinvent the wheel. We're trying to come up with a doctrine, and we're trying to explain things, and we're trying to become accustomed to the world's way of doing things, but we need to get back to basics. We have the Word of God, family. There are too many people trying to reinvent the, the wheel. This book contains the most powerful principles and keys in the word of God. Amen. And we need to start applying this word. You see, Jesus taught us a lot of things. And he, you know, he taught us parables and so many things in his word of God, in the word of God. But what did he do when he taught us parables? He taught us parables because he wants us to shift our way of thinking. 
He wants us to shift our paradigm about who God is and also more importantly, who we are in him. You see, with the help of the Holy Spirit, Jesus sheds light on his kingdom. And he says his mighty power at work within us. You see, the kingdom of God and his mighty power is within you once you are born again. How many of you have heard of this word intuition, instruction, information? It's, it comes from within. You see, faith is an inner man issue. So at the born again experience, we become born again. We become a new creation. But our soul, which is made up of our mind, our will and our emotions, are still conditioned to the old way, our old lifestyle. And what do we need to do? We need to renew our mind and we need to align our new nature in Christ and a lot of believers are stuck in that exact place they become born again but the renewing of the mind does not take place we need to renew our mind with the word of God amen if you want to know everything that God has for you and what belongs to you and you know what he says you can have? We need to renew our mind with the word of God. Say that. I need to renew my mind with the word of God. Amen. You see, if I tell you you are in a new season, it's good. You'll believe that. You'll believe what I say. But if you want to step and walk into that new season and see what God has for you and appropriate what he has for you, then we need to Look into the word of God. We need to study the word of God so that information becomes revelation. So information, you know, there's so much information. Come, you know, if I look at my kids today, the amount of information that, that is out there, there's just too much. But if we need to appropriate or if we want to appropriate the word of God in our lives, the information must become revelation and that is done by meditating on the promises and the word of God see the Bible tells us in Romans 12 verse 2 and I'm going to read to you from the passion translation it says stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you it says be inwardly transformed so we need to have revelation of your royalty of who you are Amen. It says, be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. So what is the key? The key is that change and reformation takes place in your mind, in your thinking. Then it says, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. The New Living says it this way. It says, do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. So for us to experience the new, we need to transform the way we think we need to renew our minds to what the word of God says and renewing your mind family is an ongoing process 
It never stops. It is adjusting your mind. It is conditioning your thinking from the old ways to become aligned with the new promises, with the promises of God, the promises from his unshakable kingdom that you and I are part of. Amen? Why must we change the way we think? Why, why must we change the way we think? Because once you study the word of God, once you study the promises of God, as you meditate on it, it changes from just being information to become revelation. And guess what? It drops into your heart. Once it is in your heart, you will begin to speak it. And you will begin to speak the promises of God. And you will begin to speak what the word of God says. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But where does it take place? Where does it start? The inward transformation starts with your thinking or your thoughts. You know, I've seen it. I've seen it with my own children. When they think they can't do something, they start convincing themselves. They can't do this. And what happens? They shrink back. And guess what happens? Exactly that. They won't do what they, they think they can't do. So it starts with your thinking. So essentially, if we want to see God infinitely, immeasurably, super abundantly bless us above our greatest desires, we need to make sure that our change happens in our thinking. Amen? Why do we say that? Where the mind goes, the body follows. I'm not saying that. The Bible says that. In Proverbs 23, 7, it says, For as a man thinks within himself, so is he. The King James Bible says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he or she. Amen. So what you think on, what you meditate on, what you dwell on, is a driving force to what you become or where you end up. I'm going to say it again. What you think on, what you meditate on, what you dwell on is a driving force to what you become or where you end up. The world is putting this into practice constantly, family. They start thinking about it and they call it some term, which I'm not going to make reference to, but they're applying biblical principles and we as Christians are stuck day in, day out, sitting with God's principles and we're not applying it and that's why we're not reaching the goals or where God wants us to be but that changes today amen you see where the mind goes man follows and like the scripture says the way we think determines how we live and who we are that is why we need to constantly think about what we are thinking about you see there there are so many things competing for our attention. When we put on the TV, you know, when we look at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, before you know it, your mind is flooded with all these thoughts competing and contending for your attention. How many of you know Caroline Leaf or heard of her? She's a, a neuroscientist and she says that in one day we have between 12 or 30,000 thoughts in one day. So right now, you might be sitting there thinking about what you're going to be having for lunch. Then, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You might be thinking about your family issue or your work issue. Satan knows that's where change takes place. So what does he do? He comes after your thoughts. That's where the battle is, family, in your thought life. He tempted Eve in her thoughts with the power of suggestion. And guess what? He'll do it to you. He'll make all these little suggestions. 
and he'll cloud your thoughts and your judgment. So we need to remain vigilant and constantly evaluate what we're thinking about. Every day we need to seal our mind with the blood of Jesus. And we need to take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ. How many of you know Joyce Meyer? What does she say? Get rid of your stinking thinking. Amen. Your thoughts are extremely powerful, family. Like that scripture says in Proverbs 23, they draw things to you. So if you want to experience Ephesians 3.20, it is a direct result of a renewed mind. You see, if we don't renew our mind, it will never be equipped to handle the mysteries and the promises of God. You can never go where your mind's eye is not able to take you. I'm going to say it again. You can never go where your mind's eye is not able to take you. That's why the devil doesn't want you to dream. He doesn't want you to have vision. He doesn't want you to see further than today or tomorrow. He wants to rob you of that. He wants you to focus on the current situation, the natural circumstance. The mind will never perceive the supernatural power of God. And he wants you to be stuck in the natural way of thinking. Whereas we serve a supernatural, all-powerful, miracle, wonder-working God who does not depend or need any of the natural circumstances, family. Change the way you think. Start focusing on the promises of God, on what His Word says. From this day on, go after everything He says you can have. Whatever He says you can do, it is not impossible, family. Start renewing your mind with His principles, with the Word of God. Amen? Is that a, a sample or is that my time? My time's getting up. Let me close with this, family. You see, 12 spies went into the promised land to spy out the land. Two came back with a renewed mind. They knew they, they, knew they could take the land. And the 10 came back with grasshopper mentality nobody said they were grasshoppers did the giants tell them you are grasshoppers you can't take this land nobody said that they perceived that in their mind that's what they thought about themselves and what happened they convinced the, the children of Israel that they could not take that land and a seven day journey into the promised land took the children of Israel 40 years 40 years a seven day journey because of the way they saw themselves because they didn't trust and believe in the promises of the God they saw it with their own eyes they experienced miracles every single day family they saw the manna and the quail drop they saw God part the Red Sea and yet they did not think that their God could do it. Let's not be like the children of Israel where a seven-day journey takes us 40 years. It's time for the church to rise up and take her place. We need to show the world. We need to set the tone. They need to look to us. We need to arise. We need to take them out of hopelessness. Show them that nothing is impossible with the God we serve. And so I decree and declare right now that you will arise, that you will shine, that you will take up your place, that you will believe God for every single thing that He has for you. Let's stand as I pray. Let's stand, family. Father, I thank you right now.
I lift up each and every person, every member watching us, those not here, those here, Lord God, every family represented here today, Lord. I thank you that they rise up, that their change happens in their thinking, Lord God, that they change the way they think, the way they see things, Lord God, that they perceive who you are, Lord God, and everything that you've called them to have. Father, I declare that they walk in a new season of blessings, Lord God, of healing, Lord God, of provision, Lord God. Thank you that you give them new visions, new dreams, Lord God, and most importantly, Lord God, that they receive everything that you say that they can receive, Lord, that their minds are fixed on your word, that your word becomes a priority in their lives, Lord God. And as they meditate on your word, Father, I thank you that their their thinking is changed, Lord God, that the information becomes revelation, Father, and that they move forward, Father, in everything that you've called them to do, Lord God. I decree and declare in Jesus' mighty name. And Father, we thank you that from this day forward, they are in a new season in every single area of their lives. We give you glory, Lord God. They walk in your glory. They walk in your miraculous working power, Father God in the supernatural they experience it every single day lord god may they be a light father god wherever they go in jesus name amen did you receive today family